Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK show. Once again, tonight I'm joined by Naji Kara. Hello. Paul Hope. Hi everyone. And Gareth Ellis. Hello, good evening. And welcome. Thank you. Okay, so let's just remind everybody about the challenge that I set in the last podcast. So I set the guys a challenge to do a full seven round mock draft using the PFF draft sim with the stipulation that the following sentence be made. So you had to set care for positional value to one, randomness to two, and draft for needs to five. You were also allowed to trade the last two picks for a single higher value pick. Now, those were the parameters we were to draft under. I also said that you should look to draft areas of need we had on the 12th of February. So you needed to assume that none of our free agents would be re-signed, um, which obviously leaves huge gaps. Um, but you could also use your common sense. We will re-sign some of them. And you know where our weaknesses were last season. So it's basically aim for those. So first question I have is, did we have fun completing the challenge? And more importantly, are you now more aware of some of the college players coming through the draft and where they may fit into the 49ers roster? I'll let Paul go. <laughs> yeah um i didn't have as much time as i wanted as i was saying just before we came on lee but i definitely agree after doing that there's certain names kept appearing um i was doing it on ios so when you said about the parameters i was thinking that it's just a slide bar but then you put a photo on the group and i set the parameters it was quite interesting the first one i did i'm not gonna lie i, I just started going on names that i liked but because Nadji's our college expert, I tended to stick to the colleges that I'd heard of, like Alabama, Florida, LSU. And I had to throw a couple of Oregons in there. So, yeah, I, I had fun. be interesting to see what names I throw at you and whether you agree or not. But uh, I didn't research the players as such. I definitely picked a couple of players that I'd heard of and obviously heard the noise around. But towards the end... I was just basically picking random people and just thought we'd have a giggle when I give you my selections later. <laughs> no, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to hearing what players you've picked. Um, and, and just so you know, it, it's not really about being correct and picking the players. It was all about the whole interactive element, trying to get you more involved, um, trying to find out about some of the players that are coming through and, and just basically to allow you to enjoy the draft a little bit more. So I am looking forward to seeing who you have picked. I'm seeing if there's some um, names you've put in there purely to to piss me off in the podcast, um, <laughs> in case we do actually pick them. Um, so how, how about you, Gareth? I mean, you've had all week. You must have done hundreds of drafts, and you'd be well prepared, are you? Uh, well, that's half right. I, I've done quite a few. Um, slight technical uh, issue with the storage on my iPad, meaning none of them got saved. Um, I was I was saving them all up during the week to to go and have a bit of a deep dive on uh, uh, on Friday this afternoon, go and go and check out a few different names, um, and yeah, I've lost it all. So I've scrabbled around to to cobble together something from memory uh, at the last moment. Um, but yeah, it's a 
it's it's quite a fun exercise and yeah you you start to see what sort of players are left uh, uh at various stages of the draft um obviously it's all it's all a mock draft at the moment and the, and the real draft could be could be very different particularly of course if there's a if there's a big draft and and someone moves up into the top 10 for a quarterback um that can that can shake out the whole rest of the draft goes goes very differently um but yeah it's a it's it's a great way to get to know some of these names and uh um try and pick some players who you think might be the the, the next superstars particularly some of these guys that you might find in in round 2 3 4 something like that any one of these guys could be a could be a perennial pro pro bowler going forward or you know there'll be another tom brady a sixth round pick or he'll go mm-hmm. and win seven eight super bowls so <laughs> well without wanting Just to blow me on trumpet i think i've got nine pro bowlers here oh, <laughs> nine, <yeah. laughs> so so one thing to bear in mind as well mind so when you do the pff draft sim you will have players that are left in the third and fourth round who would probably score in the second round so like i said on the previous show the way the PFF uh, grade their players is through the college game rather than how they'll fit into an NFL team. It's pure stat base. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's gonna it's not gonna look the same come draft day. You'll notice that some players are going a lot earlier than what they did in your mock draft, some players are going a lot later, some players may not even get picked in the draft. So that, that's one thing to bear in mind. Um, and which is why I'd said have a look at some of the big boards, the like of ESPN, uh, NBC Sports, that type of thing, so you can get a good idea of what value you're going to get. Um, and, and based off that, that is actually how I approached my particular draft. I, I looked for the best value in picks. I could get through all my picks rather than necessarily looking for the best player available in the first round. Um, and that'll explain why I went for the person that did go for um, because I think there'll be a bit, little bit of a surprise to all of you who have actually gone for and what position the player um, so that, that that should be interesting so let, let's start off with because I think the, the grading is irrelevant but it is interesting still to find out what your overall, overall draft grade was sure I got a B plus which I think I only got it because my thread is terrible uh, i only managed to get uh to pick one seven four with two two eight and two three eight uh, to the packers so yeah um but i did pad it by taking a qb in the late rounds so that that helps a bit but uh, I'm, I'm quite happy with it would you get yeah, i got i got a b plus as well um and it was run to be fair <laughs> the one i put in the message that made his laugh i think i had the parameters wrong where i like every star QB was just falling to me. And I was like, <laughs> that got me an A. And like Lisa, then I did other ones, but I did a couple hours and B plus 10 to B where I was at. And I was following like what Lisa did. I had certain positions that I wanted, you know, in the early rounds. So I don't know whether it's good or bad, but I traded to the Jags 198 and 238 and I received pick 146. I seem quite all right with that. I couldn't get any better. Other teams just kept yeah. telling me to go away. So. so, so your trade was slightly outside the parameters. So right. you were supposed to be trading two two eight and two three eight. Your last two picks. Yeah, uh, well, that that's fine. But, that, but that's fine. I mean, it, you still traded two picks for one, um, which means we all have the same number of picks. Yeah. Um, so, Gareth, are you finished doing your draft? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 
a B minus for me, but I think that's that's to do with P PFF and I uh, disagree over where our draft needs are. So yeah, uh, yeah. I've decided to ignore PFF uh, and have noticed that it tends to give me very bad grades because it, it thoroughly disagrees with the picks I, uh, yeah. I think we need. So, so to be honest, that's quite aligned to where I'm at because I, I've picked to what I believe our needs are. And I've picked players in positions that you probably trade down a little bit. You maybe call some of them a little bit of a reach, but not too much. And I've come out with an overall grade of B. So I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you, Gareth, but I'm behind both Naji and Paul. But to be honest, based on the players I've picked, I'm, I'm still quite happy that I've come out with a B because I was actually expecting lower than that. Um, I don't think I have had lower than a, a B minus. I don't think I've had an overall draft grade of C. Um, and I've done a lot of drafts, um, but I don't think that's ever happened. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see who we've all picked. So I'll, I'll tell you what, before we start going through the picks, um, we know what Paul traded for, traded his picks for, we know what Najee did. How did you get on with your trades, trading your last two picks? What did you end up with, Gareth? Uh, yeah, so I traded 2-2-8 uh, and 2-3-8, and I managed to get pick 139 from the Patriots. Wow, that's good. What was, your, what was yours, Paul? Uh, I got pick 146 from the Jags, but nobody right. else seemed to want to trade with me. And like you said, I wasn't sure whether I was doing the right thing towards it. I even tried a daft one, but that's why I got 146, and they got two picks off me for that. So in that case, if this was a competition, I have well and truly nailed this one. <laughs> because I, I traded picks 228 and 238, to Washington for their number 82 pick. Wow. Ooh. What the never will happen. No, no, it would. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, before we get into the draft, I, I've realised what I'm addicted to. It's not doing the, the mock drafts thing. It's trading. That's what I'm addicted to. And I actually found the whole process quite difficult because I've been using it for so long. When I set those parameters to say you can't trade any of your picks other than your last two, I went by muscle memory because I do so many of them. And I kept on trading in the first and second round, thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to start again. I'm going to have to start again. And it happened continuously. I just couldn't stop myself. <laughs> so I've worked out that it's actually trading that I'm addicted to, not doing the mock draft. Um, but it was an interesting learning experience for myself. Um, I think I've made it hard on myself. Um, but I'm still happy with what I've got in the end. So let's get on to the draft. So with the number 12 pick overall, who did you select, Naji? I selected Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, the cornerback, probably the highest rated cornerback, maybe with Patrick Sertain. Um, it was available. We need it. Um, it's 100% sure Richard Sherman's not going to resign with us. So that just plugs the gap straight away. And and I think he fits the scheme. He could even play safety um, if, you know, down the line he suits it better or, or, or whatever. I think he's a little bit more all-rounded than certain. Certain is more of a man-island type of guy. Um, so I, I went for him. Uh, and they were, they were both available as well when I picked. So there you go. That's my first pick. Paul, Gareth, did either of you go for Caleb Fairley as well? No. Uh, no? Okay, over <laughs> to you then, Paul. I went for certain, basically similar to what um, Nadja was saying. Uh, seeing the news about Sherman, he was available. And yeah, so I went Patrick certain. 
from Alabama at number 12. All right, over to you, Gareth. Uh, possibly a bit of a bit of a reach here, but I went for Jason Owe, who's a edge rusher from Penn State. Um, we've always started with defensive line. I think that's 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 where we go. It doesn't look like D Ford's coming back. Nick Bosa may you know may take some time to get back to it uh, after an injury. Uh, we're desperate for more uh, pass rush. Um, the last game any of us will have watched, you've shown how effective pass rush is, uh, and I'm I'm quite happy to to support a team that just picks edge rushers with our first pick every single year. Uh, I just I I think it's it's how our defense is built, um, and and it's a guy that we need. Um, PFF thoroughly disagree and always give me a bad bad grade for picking an edge rusher in the first round, but I I think you can't go wrong getting one of those guys on a five year contract. Um, not, not an amazing just, edge rusher class this year, um, especially with the lack of competition last year. Um, you know, loads of college games didn't get played and got cancelled and all that. And, yeah, and the a, big names, actually, some of them even didn't play at all. They just, um, what do you call it's, it? It's, uh, a, it's a bit of a reach, but without us being able to trade down, um, that was the position I, I wanted to take with the first pick. So, but yes, there's a good chance he could be there at pick 20 or pick 25. So, or even later than that, I think. So I completely agree with your reasoning for taking an, an edge, not necessarily in the first round, but definitely for taking an edge. I've taken one myself, but not in the first round. But I understand your rationale for that. Okay, so with the number 12 overall pick in the draft, I have actually gone with Trevon Morig, who's a safety from TCU. Now, the reason... I've gone for him. I like the pick. Is because I believe this year's draft is quite stacked with cornerbacks and you can get some great value later on down the rounds. And because of that, I'm looking at our defense and our defense at the moment, the, the strength is the defensive line. And my, my rationale is let's make the safety position a strength as well, as well as the, um, defensive line and then the corners where we can get great value further down the uh, draft we can bring them in later on and it gives us much better value for the picks overall in the draft so that's why i've gone for a safety now the interesting thing about trevon morick on some boards he's the number one safety on others he's the number two safety um, and there's quite a there's quite a gap in between where they think they'll go so people, some boards are saying they'll go in the first round, other people are saying they'll go midway through the second round. So it's it's going to be interesting come draft day to see where Trevon Morig goes. Um, the other one that interchanges with him in the ranking is um, from um, Oregon, and it's Yvonne Holland. Trevon Holland, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see where they end up on draft day. Okay, so on to round two, and we'll start off with Paul this time with number... With pick number 43, who did you go for? Ah, well, it came out with pick 44 on mine. Um, so it was Kyle Trask, QB, Florida. So obviously we've talked a lot about QBs on this show. He was available. Um, obviously, I've not seen much of him, but he seems to be quite high on people's draft boards. And I thought, not bad pick to sit behind Jimmy for a year. And obviously, go from there. So And I got an A-plus for that one. Yeah, you, you take a quarterback, you get A+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered that, Nadji, on some of the others I did. But yeah, so that, that, that's where I went, Lee. So what was your pick then, Nadji? 
Uh, I picked, because uh, I agree with you, I think our secondary really needs to, um, an overall, uh, I've been quite vocal about Jimmy Ward and his inability to play the safety position the way I like it. Um, so I went for Adarius Washington from TCU, uh, the safety, which um, at 43, I think is an amazing uh, value. I think safeties and corners tend to fall to late first round. Um, Know, because QBs and, and playmakers go top of the rounds and and you're right. I think he was is ranked third on most of the boards uh, that I've seen, uh, even maybe second sometimes. Um, and and, I've, and I don't think Tart is going to come back. So that's who I went for. Great, fantastic. So Gareth, number forty-three, uh, Jackson Carmen, who is a tackle from Clemson. I understand he's the guy who's been watching uh, Trevor Lawrence's uh, backside for the last couple of years. Um, I, I think it's even if we sign Trent Williams, um, I think O-line is is somewhere where we could do with a little bit more uh, depth and competition. Um, I am not sure we're going to take up McGlinchey's fifth year uh, contract either. Um, I don't know whether he has he has done enough because while he's outstanding in uh, in the run game. Uh, He's clearly his his pass protection is um, uh, not not at the top of the level. Um, and if we're sticking with Jimmy, Jimmy's a lot of things, but he's not mobile. Um, we we need to keep him upright um, because he's uh, he's potentially fragile and immobile. So yeah, O line uh, to me is a uh, a clear need. And and I've gone for the trenches basically. So really once cool. again, I agree with your rationale, and I also agree that we maybe not pick up that fifth-year option on McGlinchey. I think it's fifty-fifty with myself at the moment. I think he's a fantastic run-blocking um, right tackle. I think if he can bulk up, I, I think that'll make a huge difference in his pass protection. I think he's just far too light at the moment. He's getting bull rushed all the time, so I think he needs to do something there. But yeah, I agree with your rationale. I've also attacked the uh, the O-line, but again. Not for this particular pick. So, with the number 43 overall pick in the draft, I've actually gone for a cornerback from Georgia, Tyson Campbell. Now, the reason I've gone for Tyson Campbell is he excels in the zone defense scheme. And throughout his whole college, his whole college career, he's only missed three tackles. So, I, I think he's just absolutely perfect for our defense. And it obviously fills a position of need as well. Okay, so I'm going to go next again because this is my traded pick. So once again, traded with Washington Redskins. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, the ooh, Washington Jackson. team. I'm going to get shot for that. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I traded with the team from Washington. Picks 228-238 for pick 82. And this is where I decided to go all line. So with the number 82 overall pick, I've gone for Creed Humphrey, centre from Oklahoma. And I think that's a major need on our team. We need a centre. We could get one in free agency, but like I said, we need to assume that we've got the players that we've got at the moment. So for me to take the number one overall centre at 82, that was a value pick. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, I wish I could have had him. Uh, So I'll I'll go after because I did exactly the same as you, except. Name is different because uh, I picked a one or two, I guess, um, which is our third pick. Um, and I, I picked Josh Myers out of Ohio State. Sorry, the Ohio State. Um, uh, the center, because uh, I, I agree, I don't think uh, we're going to resign 
uh, what's his name that's been injured forever. Um, Richburg. Richburg, that's right. Um, and 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 I think you know sliding. We've basically have another a center for the whole season uh, for a while now, and 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 I think that needs to change. And all of these um, all of these players in a draft are good. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama. This is this is big school that that, are, that play big D line, and I, I'll trust them. So uh, yeah, Josh Myers, center. Okay, over to you, Paul. I went for another cornerback at this time. I went for Trey Brown from Oklahoma. So that's an interesting one. So I I went for Trey Brown in a couple of drafts and I did the read up on him. And apparently he's not suited at all to zone defense. He he struggles a little bit. And I think Trey Brown was the one that's um, relatively short for a cornerback. I think he might only be five foot nine, Trey Brown. And that kind of put me off Trey Brown. But it's an, it's an interesting pick, and obviously where you've picked him, I think, represents value as well. So, Gareth, with your number one or two pick, who did you go for? Uh, I took a, a centre as well. Couldn't agree more that um, it's a position of need, um, and kind of third round maybe sounds like a, the right sort of place to be picking one. Uh, and the guy I went for is uh, Quinn Minutes, who's uh, from Wisconsin Whitewater, uh, I think possibly he was the best centre left on the board when uh, when I was looking to spend my uh, my third round pick on the on the centre. So uh, looking up, he seemed to be uh, a lot of people think he he should be a a day one starter. So that's that's what I think we need. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so with the one or two pick of the draft, I actually went for my second cornerback of the draft. And I've gone for Sean Wade from Ohio State. Um, That's good. Yeah, and I think he represented decent value because some of the draft boards have him going around about pick 60. Um, so that's a 40-place 40, 40 drop. Um, and I like what I read about him, although he does have some weaknesses, which well, once you start getting down to this uh, part of the draft, you do find that uh, that there's quite a few weaknesses in the reports, the draft reports. But I still liked the the pick, and I thought it was good value. Well, secondary players in general um, don't transition from college to the NFL very well. It always takes them a little bit of time. If you look at all of the big ones that we have these days, they've never been year one massive players start you know um yeah. I, I can think of patrick Peterson and oni badger and even ed reed his first year it, it, they're not amazing it takes time to adjust to what the qb can do at this level and so it's very hard to pick uh, you know dbs but good ones in college usually end up being somewhat decent and uh, yeah, I've, it's we need it. We need some, don't we? Um, yeah. If we, can, if we can't resign Eman and, and all that. Um, so, so do you want to tell us who you picked for your next pick? Your pick number one one seven. Yeah. Um. I'm at this point. I'm starting to enter the realm where I try to look for value and to look for not the next Fred Warner, but almost. Um. You, you know, get get some good plays out of you know third late third, third round and, and fourth round and um and we do need some linebackers a because uh, we've lost a bunch and we're losing a bunch um and and even if they don't play linebacker they extremely important on special teams uh, linebacker the type of body that you have as a linebacker is perfectly suited for playing in the 
in kickoff and punt return and, and all that stuff. So uh, I picked Pete Werner from Ohio State again. Uh, he's a, I think he's an outside linebacker. I, I can't remember now, but um, so yeah, that's what that's what I picked. Um, be, because we we need to give Fred and and Greenlaw some some help. So. Yeah, I've got to see. I've been looking at linebackers, but I haven't actually picked one in this draft that I'm using tonight. But I have been looking at linebackers, especially one that can play the uh, the Sam linebacker with yeah, um, right. Warner, the Mike, and uh, Greenlaw being the Will. Well, the, the name was good. He's called Werner with knee, uh, so Warner and Werner could be a, could be <laughs> yeah. a good duo to have uh, to have on the team. <laughs> Confused people. Who'd you go for, Paul? With one seventeen. I'm sat here chuckling because I went for exactly the same player. I'd love to be able to say I looked into him as much as you did, Najee. Um, I did do a bit of read-up quickly. Um, he was second on the team last season in tackles. Yeah, he's good. Sounds he's like a good Fred Warner. He came from yeah. Ohio State, and if he can play half as good as Warner, I'll be happy. So I selected the same as you at this pick. How, how about you, Gareth? Uh, one seventeen. I went for a guy called Trill Williams, cornerback from Syracuse. Yeah. Seemed to be uh, a, a guy that basically said, yeah, he could probably uh, uh, do a job anywhere, could fit in any number of schemes uh, and, and could probably cover a perimeter or in the slot as well um, or potentially transition to, to safety. So uh, I, I like that idea of versatility. I think I'll also I'll leap in here as well with my pick 139, which was my trade. Yeah, uh, I, I went for another cornerback there as well, Israel Mukamu um, from South Carolina. Uh, m- very similar. Uh, they basically said these are the guys who should be able to to start uh, in the NFL pretty much straight away and should be able to fit in any number of schemes and cover any number of positions. Because uh, obviously slot might be somewhere where we have to have a look as well um, and safety. So I, I tried to try and find some value with with guys who seem to have good basic skills uh, and trust our defensive coaches to find the best place uh, for them to succeed. So uh, I thought I know I've uh, I've waited uh, to look at the secondary. So I'll uh, I'll cover it in uh, in two picks together. So with my pick one one seven, I actually went for my third cornerback of the draft. <laughs> so this is the third cornerback in five picks, and I went for Ambry Thomas from Michigan. Um, and I think, again, he, he represents uh, good value according to where he's going to go. He's dropped maybe his 15 places there on, on most people's big boards. So I thought, yeah, that, that's a good um, cornerback to pick up. And reading about how he plays, I, th- I think he'll fit a slot. Uh, he'll fit a position of need on the team. Okay, so what, what were the other... I think Naji, you're you traded for one seven four, so that's a bit further yeah. down. What was yours, Paul? Again, uh, mine. Then I traded for one four six, which is my next pick. So, so I traded with the Jags. So similar to you, Lee, I took a third cornerback on this one. I went for Carrie Vincent Jr. Basically, when I looked briefly at him, he displayed versatility. He played both nickel and poor safety. He, apparently, he's quick good instincts he came out with high football IQ so again I'm covering my bases I went with another cornerback and he played at LSU which I believe is a half decent college if I'm right in what I'm thinking so pick 146 I got Carrie Vincent Jr another cornerback and who did you go for with pick 156 (laughs) 
I went for a wide receiver, and I'm not going to lie, I picked him purely on his name, and I went for <laughs> Daz Newsom, wide receiver from North Carolina. I was basically in between. I was trying to do mine in between jobs, and it was like when I'd set the setting to quick, I was quite surprised at how quick my next pick came around. So at this point, I was conscious I'd taken three cornerbacks, a linebacker, and a QB. So I thought I'd better spread it out with a wide receiver at this point. Yeah, I can understand that. So how about you, Natty, with pick 156? Um, same again, trying to look for, at the very least, you know, depth. Uh, and I went for D-line. Uh, I drafted a guy called Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech. Yeah, um, I like that. Like that a lot. <clears throat> he's a he's a big dude in the middle, basically to alleviate, you know, um Armstead and and DJ Jones and just enter the rotation and, and who knows if he turns out to be better than that then then you get a steal at one five six. Um but if 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 not, it's just another young body that can, you know, play the run, play the pass and, and just help Boss and Armstead and whoever's gonna replace Ford to be um you know, JJ what but um to be <laughs> to to get to the QB and, and get some pressure. So D line is where I went here. So that's who I wanted to pick with one five six, but he wasn't there. He he'd already gone. Yeah. So that left me with um two choices to make. I was quite surprised to pick 156 to find out that um, Josh, uh, oh, God, what do you call him? You took him as a centre, Josh Myers? Myers. Myers. Josh Myers yeah. was available. Second uh, rated centre. And I thought, oh, yeah. is, it, is that too good to pass up? And then I thought it was because I noticed somebody else that was in there who was still available, and it was another safety. And this was Talanoa Hufanga. From USC, and I think he's the third-rated safety, and he was down at one five six, and I thought it's too much. It's it's too good a value to take. When when I looked at the other players that were available, he, I think he should have gone around about one fifteen, um, and I thought no, I've I've got to take him. If I take a second centre, you don't really swap centres over, whereas you can swap safeties over a lot more interchangeable as what you swap centres over. Generally, you have a starting centre and he's there permanently because he has to have that relationship with the quarterback and they need to be in sync all the time. So I went with Talanoa Hufanga to further bolster that secondary. And uh, obviously, going back to what I said in the uh, before the first round started, I wanted to give the safeties some some real talent back there so that we've got a talented D-line, really talented uh, safeties, and then our cornerback, who, who may not be elite, but are very good as well, to, to give us that edge on defence. Yeah. Gareth? Uh, I went for D-line as well, uh, a guy called Darius Stills from West Virginia. Uh, hey. Yeah. We, <laughs> Why uh, couldn't you have told me this before we started the, uh, the podcast? <laughs> I, I could have had country roads lined up for this. <laughs> I, I thought I thought you were going to do your own karaoke rendition. Oh no no, I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. Like, like I told my wife when I met her, I don't sing. I don't dance. I stand here and I drink. I'm a boring <laughs> sod. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, you know Nadji covered it. We need a rotation, and and we could have a turnover on the D line. Um, I think uh, you know some guys may leave in free agency or. Um, uh, we just we just need the rotation, and I'm I'm confident that we we seem to have 
or found or coached up guys in kind of fifth, sixths and undrafted players and, and turned them into good uh, found they, you know, D line uh, rotational guys, not necessarily pro bowlers, but guys who can just come in and, and share that workload. Uh, and we've shown we can do that with late round picks. So, so that's why I, I decided to bolster our D line again. Um, I'm a big fan of, of going in for the trenches. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love that one. pick. I love that pick. I tried my hardest to pick somebody from West Virginia just sort of play country roads on the uh, podcast tonight. Unfortunately, I feel every time because I had to pick the person I felt presented better value. Okay, so I believe, Nadji, your, your traded pick was 174, so you've got two picks coming up. So do you want to give us both 173 and 174? Sure. Yeah. Um, so for 173, I went for... A, because we need it, and two, because of the name, uh, just just so you have fun when we record game preview and game reviews. Uh, but I went for Atekumbo Ogundeji, uh, the edge rusher from Notre Dame, uh, which is your favorite college. Um, uh, same again, uh, you never know what you're going to find at this. Uh, I thought a 173 was quite good he's ranked 10th or round 10th edge rusher um in a class that's not very good as i said earlier um but who knows uh, all he needs to be is you know a, a psychic to to harry camstead on on that side of the ball and or or, or kinlow when, whenever they swap and he could have at least as a good a production as kerry Hyder had this year and and so that's why i picked him uh, there we go. So edge rusher. And at 174, I went for a wide receiver. And again, I just, I think we need some. I'm not sure Bourne will resign, although he, he wants to. Um, and I went for Tamorian Terry out of Florida State. Um, just, again, I think we're going to cut some people. Some people are not going to come back. I know Jalen Hurd might finally decide to play some football for us. But okay. it's, hopefully, yeah. Um but it's not bad to have uh, even more bodies, and uh, we seem to take players that late, like uh, Jawan Jennings last year, which I think Kyle is quite high on, and, and we'll see more this year. But uh, if anything, if he doesn't pan out, it's, it's a practice squad player to to run scout and and do that kind of stuff. So there you go. Yeah, definitely. Over to you, Gareth. Pick one seven three. Uh, I also went for Ogun Deji, the edge rusher from. Uh, uh, Notre Dame. So I think uh, uh, Nadji has, has clearly been copying my work, even though I did the draft five minutes After. before. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Paul? You can't have too many pass rushes, surely. <laughs> no. Well, you're saying that, I'm sat here thinking, oh God, I've totally gone off a different route. So, because of what you said before, I went for a wide receiver at this point. I went for Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, purely because of his speed and he was known as a yards after catch machine in college from the bits that were reading. And like Nadji said, I'm not sure if Bourne's going to come back. We could do with some bodies around camp. He's quick. The yards after catch stood out. And I thought, yeah, so I want Anthony Schwartz at this pickly. Yeah, understand that. Okay, so with pick 173, I've actually gone the opposite of both Gareth and Nadji. The opposite end, what I mean is the opposite end. For Notre Dame. And I've gone for Dalen Hayes. And believe me, after I made that pick, I had to go and shower for a while. Because <laughs> I didn't really want to pick anybody from Notre Dame. <laughs> but I did. 
And uh, again, he, he apparently represents really good value. He should have gone down in the early hundreds. Um, and I found he was there at 173. And um, with, as Gareth had already mentioned, with our needed edge, because I don't think Ford's coming back, I think uh, the main concern there is he doesn't prove his fitness before we can cut him. And then we, we lumbered with his contract all next season. Um, and that's, that's not going to do anybody any good, especially with his injury guarantees. Um, so that, that's a concern, but we need to replace him anyway. And I went for Dylan Hayes. So with the number 182 pick of the draft, who did you go for, Paul? Well, I went for a quarterback. I went for Sam Ooh. Ellinger from Texas, yeah. purely because I like Texas. We talked about in previous shows. I've seen bits that I liked about him, and I just thought at 182, he's available, and PFF gave me an A+. Plus. But I went with him purely because I like him. I don't expect us to pick him up in that round, and I know two QBs in one round, but uh, in one draft, people might say I'm crazy. They obviously haven't seen yours from the other week when you took, I think, nine six. QBs. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was six. So, yeah, that's who I took. Najee? Nice. Uh, I went for a QB too, um, and I went for Kellen Mond because uh, he was still available this wow. late. Yeah, that, that was uh, a drop. Yeah, it was. I, I got I got really lucky, um, but I think he actually has a shot of going way sooner than that. And yeah, I, I when I mean back way into the sooner. second round. Yeah, absolutely. I think second round, third round. I think if, as Gareth said, if people go crazy and maybe five QB go off the board in in the top ten or something. Or at least in a in a in the top fifteen, uh, we could see QBs very quickly getting way more values and getting picked up second, thirds. And is uh, I've actually watched a couple of his game, and he's kind of exactly what Kyle likes in, in a QB with the added mobility. Um, he's quite accurate. Is he can run? Um, obviously, he played for A and M, and he played pretty well. So. You know, um, he was available, and I think we need uh, a fourth one to, you know, um, because we we have no idea what Josh was and all Josh Johnson is going to give us. So uh, at the very least, uh, you might get yourself a good backup, and, and that's not a bad thing to find in in the fifth round. So uh, there you go. So so what I'll say about that comment is, you're right. We don't know what Josh Johnson and uh, Josh Rosen are going to give us, but I bet uh, Shanahan knows exactly what he's getting, which is why yeah, he's yeah, signed prob- them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we only resigned them to one-year deal, both, so that yeah. doesn't fill me with that much confidence. To be fair, I think uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's all Jimmy G plus plus a, a QB this year. I reckon. Uh, might, I think we might yeah. we might draft a one earlier. Um, on how the chips fall. But, yeah. Okay, Gareth, over to you. One year two. Uh, well, once again, I've. Uh... I've copied uh, Nagy and I went for the wide receiver from Florida State, Tamori and Terry. Um, I think we could do, we could do with another wide receiver, particularly yeah, if Ken, Kendrick Bourne goes. Uh, and I did did read up a little bit about him. He's he's perhaps not your typical sort of Shanahan choice, but it seemed that he was a bit more of a of a big body and a deep threat. Yeah. So he might he is, offer yeah. something yeah very different. Um, Six and, four. Wow. What is ideally suited? One question we do have, I think, for next year is who on earth is going to be returning kicks? Because there's no one who who you immediately think is is there. I think we 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 signed a running Austin Austin Walter or Austin Waller. 
Um, and he was returning some kicks at the end of the game. Uh, sorry, at the end of the season. Um, if Richie James is more into the wide receiver, uh, I imagine Trent Taylor's gone. Um, so I think there, there's a need there. And that's obviously what you might do with a later round uh, running back or wide receiver um, and look for someone who can contribute on special teams and polish them up to Shanahan's standard in, in the actual pass game. So hopefully he's a guy who can do it. And he's got a fantastic name. So. So I agree with you both um, as far as the position is concerned. I've gone for a wide receiver with pick one here too. Um, but I've gone with um, Shai Smith from South Carolina. Now, the reason I've gone with him is the, the write-up says he's got excellent hands, very few drops and unbelievable acceleration. And I think that'll give us something a little bit different. It gives us a reliable set of hands for third down, somebody you can target like uh, a little bit like what Trent Trello Trent Taylor was those first five games Jimmy played because everything that went in near him on third down he caught he was excellent on third down it's just a shame that he hasn't done it since um the only downside with Shai Smith is the report says he's not great after the catch he doesn't particularly break many tackles so that's a downside but I think the fact that um the reckon he's a safe pair of hands He's good catching the ball and keeping hold of it. Um, that that kind of swayed me to pick Shai Smith. So for the last pick of the um, draft, pick 196, let's start with Gareth. Who did you go for, Gareth? Uh, I think you're, you know, you're scrabbling around to think what, what's left. Um, and I, I took uh, Tony Fields II, who's a linebacker from West Virginia again. So I, I've managed to get two West Virginias in. Um, two opportunities missed. Yeah, we covered it earlier, linebacker, very versatile position. And since we've lost, or well, we we um, traded away Quan Alexander, there's clearly an opening uh, on the on the roster somewhere for a linebacker uh, and and someone who can contribute on special teams. So so I thought with my last pick, uh, I'll address that with uh, whoever appeared on the uh, on the draft board at that position um, at pick around 196 so uh, I've got no idea if he's any good but there we go we've got a linebacker and I'm done <laughs> how about you Paul well I'd like to say that I picked this player because I'd watched a lot of him in college I think Nadji may be a fan so I've gone with a safety from Oregon he was the Rose Bowl defensive MVP after a career high 11 tackles that wasn't why I picked him though Nadji the name Brady Breeze made me chuckle. And the fact that he was from Oregon, I thought, I've got to put an Oregon lad in for Nadji. So, like Gareth, it was the last one that was there. He popped up. I did a quick brief read and I thought, I'd take him. So, Brady Breezely from Oregon is who I selected with my Brady last pick. Brady Breeze. <laughs> yeah, I like, him. I like him a lot as well. He's good. I mean, he's played in a very good defense and played, you know, profited from it. Yeah, I, I think seventh round is probably where... He should be going. There's, there's better player from Oregon that helped him get there, I think. But yeah, that's cool. So um, your last I, pick, Naji. I so yeah, Gareth just touched on it. We don't really know who's gonna return kicks, and um, I picked somebody that might be able to do it. Uh, it's another wide receiver from. He's from Western Michigan. Uh, he's called Dwayne Eskridge. Um, he seemed to have a to to have had a, a quite a good season. He's a senior. He's a kind of a big guy, but super fast. Um, and I'm sure Kyle can make 
use of big guys and you you know the yaks and and all that kind of stuff. So there you go, um, another wide receiver. Okay, so I'll finish off the draft with my last pick, pick one nine six, and I went for a guard, Jack Anderson from Texas Tech. Now, Jack Anderson actually represents almost a three round drop in where he's expected to go. So I thought that was fantastic um, value. And it helps out the O-line again. So it means I've brought in the, the number on one centre and also a guard. I think he's rated in the, the top five or six guards in the draft. Um, and I thought he, it was absolutely fantastic value at 196. Yeah, absolutely very good. So what did we all make of that? Was it, was it harder than you expected? Did, did you get any enjoyment out of it? Yeah, it's, it's always fun. As you said at the beginning, I think what it does is A, it familiarizes you with names and positions and who's good and who might not be um i mean i, I watch a lot of college football so you see name and you're like oh yeah i remember watching a game and hearing this guy's name and and the analyst talking about it and, and all that and sometimes that's kind of the joy of college as well there's names you've never heard people that just play in slightly less good you know colleges and you you just don't watch the games or you have missed it because you know you're not 24 7 on it yeah um so it's a good uh, it's a good thing and and as you say you kind of like start liking guys and names and you read about their story and what they've done and how they played this year or last year or if they haven't played this year and and you kind of get attached and then it makes draft day uh so much better because it's such a long night it's just a bunch of stats thrown at you. If if you don't really follow it or, or anything, you're just waiting for your team to pick, and then you have you're not even sure who that guy is. But doing this exercise, even you can just do it like Paul did. Just do one or two whenever you have time. It doesn't take that long. Um, but then names will start sticking in your in your head, and and you'll have a better understanding of the game. And then maybe who knows, you'll pick, you know, one nine six. You'll pick the next superstar, and you'll you'll be proud of yourself in a few years. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fun exercise, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit addictive, too. <laughs> so what I think we'll do, because obviously free agency hasn't really kicked off, well, hasn't kicked off full stop, and doesn't yeah. kick off until March the 17th. So what I think we'll do is, maybe it's a week or two before the draft, once free agency is pretty much well and truly over and there's just the dregs left, uh, and that meant no disrespect to any of the players that are left in free agency. What I mean is all all the major business has been done by then. I think what we'll do is we'll do another one of these because then we'll have a different idea of exactly what roster spots we need to fill or what positions we need to fill. Um, so it'll be interesting how much this changes. Obviously, if Yeah, you... the, good, the good thing right now is I think we kind of all agree that on what we need um, yeah. and that's definitely secondary. I think we need to bolster the O-line and have more D-line. I think everybody's picked pretty much that, except obviously the you know the late round when you pick QBs and and wide receivers or what have you. But I think I think we can all agree. And tell me if I'm wrong. But corners, guard, tackle, center, uh, and and you know D-line slash linebacker is is what we need, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, what I would. Oh, sorry, Daryl, go on. Go on, on, Paul. No, all I was going to say, you guys had really dived into this. And ahead of this week, I was a bit nervous. And I thought, I haven't really got loads of time. And I was really impressed at how quickly you could knock a draft through. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you said, Lee, very addictive. And the trade bit's quite good. And like Nancy said there, the names, I don't watch a lot of college football. 
already I've done, you know, four or five drafts and his name's jumping off. And I know we had a chuckle when I posted that one in the group with Rashad Wild Goose. <laughs> I've yeah, never heard of him yeah. before. He's um, a good corner, though. He's a very good yeah. corner. And it, and it ah, was no, interesting. So, so sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Paul. You're right, he is a good corner, but if you read us right up, they've turned around and said his stats are low because he was playing in his own defense scheme all the time. He'd have been much, yeah. much better playing in uh, man coverage all the time. So the stats are quite low. So yeah, I, I agree. He's a good, uh, he's a good cornerback, but it kind of suggests that he's not that good in his own scheme. Yeah, but that's whoever he plays against. And college isn't suited very well for for zone because to play zone you have to have pros everywhere. And when you play for Nebraska, maybe your safeties aren't as good as they need to be to play zone, and therefore it's very, very, very difficult to play zone. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's a lot easier in the NFL when everybody knows what what they're doing because they're professional players. Yeah. Um, so I I although I agree with you, traits and ten, you know tendencies are you can pick up on what a player might be good at. Uh, if they're good pros, they'll just learn just about anything. They're just playing football at the end of the day. Yeah. Sorry, Paul, do, do you want to continue? No, no, it's all right. I was just about to say what's interesting is we haven't really spoke ahead of tonight. And obviously, Gareth, bless him, come on and said his drafts have gone <laughs> by the way. So and I'm, I'm flicking through now looking at some of the names I picked on other. And it is addictive. And you, it's I just anyone who's listening who thinks, oh, it sounds daunting. I just say, give it a go. I loaded the iPad up, downloaded it and was on and like you said it was really really good so i'd urge any of the ones listening to go out and just have a laugh and give it a go you can set the parameters like you said lee you can either do it as serious as you want jokey as you want and it just helps you get a grip so i had a draft night yeah and one of the other good things is i think it's around about the first 40 to 50 players they do have some sort of profile in the actual app itself that you can expand and read and it gives you an idea of um of what they're like no uh, you have to be signed up and ah uh, right so there's that, only yeah. it's only me can see that then <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah some of them the, you get a little two or three lines about yeah uh, yeah. About, yeah the top like say for, perhaps top 40 or 50 uh on the list uh, all i was gonna say I, it struck me i thought 12 was quite a good pick and now i think yeah. a lot of the time when i do the draft i'm not sure what value is there is left at 12 um, I think we've all done it in the mock draft. If Trey Lance is there at 12, you take him because yeah. if he falls to you, you take him. But it often happens in the mock draft. But personally, I think he'll be gone by pick eight. I think the four quarterbacks are going to go in the first eight picks, um, regardless of whether it's it's the teams in those draft slots or whether somebody moves up to get them. Um, and it did make me think... Uh, it's interesting to, to get into the mind of, of Lynch and Shanahan. If they're sitting there thinking, OK, if Trey Lance is there at 12, we'll take him. But if he's there at nine or 10, do you just try and try and go up and, and grab him if he's still there then? Um, it's it's fa- I find it fascinating how people get their mentality for the draft. Do, do you pick the player and aggressively go after them? Or do you have a spread of players and and wait and don't don't reach, don't overextend yourself, don't don't pick a bust, um, and just wait and see which players come to you and trust in your draft process. Um, I, it's something I, I'd love to be in that draft room with those guys yeah. for the three or four days before. Just how do they sift through four or five hundred players and, and actually order them? How how do you 
judge this tackle against this safety. Um, yeah. One might have better stats, but one of them plays in a in a Division Two rather than Division One. Uh, it's it's just fascinating how how you you go through this um, uh, as a as a general manager. It must be terrifying. Um, and I'm not sure a lot of sleep gets done. So, um, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But this is this is why it's such a call. Yeah, yeah. So it's why it's such a call. The draft is so intriguing, and people actually watch it because it's it's not just oh, I'll just you know like the NBA where it's five round and it's done in very fast because you only pick you don't pick that many players because teams are way slower, but uh, smaller. But it's just it's just yeah, as you said, the amount of work that goes into it's a whole year thing where scouts are going to college games and going to random little places where there's hardly any spectators because it's division two and you've heard this guy might be actually super good and 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 it's the amount of data they have to process and and then put against what the team needs or might what the team might need versus what the the team before you might do because that just throws everything out of the window if if the guy that that's you know if the team that's two spots ahead of you just picks the guy you wanted real bad now now what do you do you have what is it two minutes three minutes to make a pick and and you're all scrambled or somebody just trades up one spot in front of you and take the guy you wanted it's it's fascinating and it's a game that lasts from now until the draft is over and it's 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 great that's what it is absolutely absolutely yeah I definitely I felt similar to Kevin Costner in draft day doing my mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just you just touched on it briefly, Lee, about the free agency. I think this year, obviously because of the salary cap, a load of players are going to be cut. Um, yeah. And a lot of players are going to back themselves to say, OK, there ain't going to be that many big contracts out there, but I'm going to get one. You know, Richard Sherman, for example, I'm sure the reason he's leaving is he he has a number in his head and San Francisco are not going oh. to meet that number. And they said, fine, no hard feelings. So I think there's going to be a lot of guys in that free agency pool. And I think a lot of teams are just going to sit and wait until after the draft and see what they get in the draft before deciding who to go for out of the free agency. Because these players are going to want to say, you know, my number's 3 million or 5 million or 8 million or whatever it might be. Um, and with the cap and with the with the draft, people are going to just sit, I think, and say, okay, we'll, we're not going to give you 8 million now. We'll see how we do in the draft and we might give you 8 million afterwards. So I, I think it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with free agency as well. Because uh, I can see a lot of big names getting cut. Uh, you know, we, we're already seeing a few names going. So, so I well, think always what you need to bear anyway. in mind. Sorry, Najee, It always happens anyway, doesn't it? Even on when cap goes up, which it usually does every year, you see, always see big names getting cut. Yeah. You know, veterans are just can't. The team either can't afford or just wants to move in a different, in different direction and try and pay somebody else. Um, so if that happens in a year where the cap goes up, imagine what's going to happen when the cap goes down. And it looks like it might not go down as much as before, which is good for us with the amount of free agents we have. Um, but if the floor is 180 million, that's still 15 million less than what it was this year. Um, that That's, you know, two or three very good players. Um, mm-hmm. So so I 100% agree. I think it's I think free agency is going to be a whole lot of fun this year because it's going to be absolute carnage. Um, the amount of players that are going to 
get cut. And, and I fully expect Richard Sherman to get signed, but I think it's going to take quite some time for him to get signed somewhere. Um, and I don't think it's going to be as easy as he thinks it's going to be, even though he has the pedigree and, and you know, everything that comes with it, uh, you know, the persona and, and whatever comes after, because he's clearly made clear that he wants to be a GM or that kind of stuff. I think, it, yeah, I think it's going to be until after training camp, I think it's going to, things are going to happen. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun for sure, um, which is great because we need a, a good season next season. And that's a good start, right? Yeah, so, so what I was going to say is you need to bear in mind that, uh, that there's quite a lot of these big contracts. It's more economical to actually cut them after June the 1st. So I'd yeah. be looking at June the 2nd, 3rd and 4th for some big cuts to come through that you weren't expecting. And then looking at those players trying to find teams willing to take quite hefty pay cuts just to keep on playing and, and to bring a wage in. So I think there's going to be some value there in the middle of June to pick up as far as free agency is concerned. Um, so I think there's going to be, this year especially, because of the uh, the cut in the cap, I think there's going to be two distinct phases of free agency that gets us all excited. Yeah, it's, it's very much possible. Yeah. Okay, so we're almost on an hour there, guys. So I will say thank you very much for doing the challenge. I'm looking forward to seeing the um, seeing all the listeners post in their pictures of their mock drafts to see how close they got to ourselves and what type of opinions they had on the, the type of players we picked and why we picked them. should be interesting, that, and it's a nice little discussion point. Obviously, we'll, we'll post the, the downloads of our mock drafts in the thread that uh, has the podcast in it so you can have a look for yourself and then obviously you can see that uh, the trades we made were actual trades and we haven't just uh, picked and chosen our best pick from several different trades okay so thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show if you haven't done so already please rate us on itunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released also check out our youtube channel by searching for 49 affair for uk until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurts, stiff far going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students. And Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.